you know, he's like kind of speaking to himself, but also to others and saying he's not really in a trance, but he's he's obviously disillusioned now with Zoran, and he says that Zoran is their enemy. He betrayed them, and he betrayed him. Um, the doctor is in one of the control areas, and he's rifling through some drawers looking for bits and bobs and supplies. Who knows? Pocket fodder. <laughs> Not really sure what he's trying to find. When uh, Leela is kind of taken over by Zoana, she seems possessed and trance and raises her weapon and tries to shoot at the doctor, which he sees her from a small mirror that's in front of him, and he ducks and then hides out of the way. Uh, so she, her shot misses, and then he manages to talk her into a different hypnotic state to break the trance she was in with Zoannan. And um, she's then confused as to how she got away from the wall by the door, because she doesn't remember anything after coming in the room. And uh, I don't remember if he tells her that she was hypnotized, but... Um, I don't believe so. No, she, she just realizes that she's come out of something. They, um, he says, well, do you remember how to get to the main control room? She says, yes, so they run off to there. One of the Tesh, uh, Gentech, I think he calls them, mm-hmm. comes in and hurriedly rushes and tries to tell Captain Jable a story about the savages attacking and Jable kind of uh, reprimands him and um, he's like being too emotional, I think. And so he calms him down and then has him tell his story all again that the um, 17 were attacking. Um, what should they do? Um, Jable says that they should fall back slowly to draw them closer to higher up into the tower. Jable will set up a destructive destructor rays to um, to be rid of them once and for all. Okay. The, the doctor and Leela are walking through the halls and avoiding when they become electrified and Leela says, well, it seems to know exactly where we are. And the doctor says, yeah, but we know exactly where he is too. So they're on their way to Diana. Tomas tells Caleb of the um, Tesh, the Tesh's retreat. Um, they're moving farther away, closer to this tower, and um, Caleb says, oh, well, come on, let's, let's, they're, they're giving up the fight. Let's take the fight to them. And Tomas says, no, it must be a trap, um, and sees it for what it is. But Caleb goes on and um, prepares to, to battle, and Tomas says, oh, well, to kill us all, but he heads off to follow and probably try to still talk to him. Neva is still sitting uh, behind when they go off, relating more of the prophecies of the Seventeen to himself. The doctor is uh, working on one of the computer banks, and Leela notices some lights flashing and asks what they are. The doctor says, oh, they're the atomic generators. 
and says, why are they on in over on overdrive? And she says, well, what does this mean? He says, well, so in and he means that I have about 24 minutes to reverse his psychic imprint on Zoannan and stop Zoannan from overloading the generators and exploding the, the whole area in front of everyone. Javel has his weapon set up and then he seems overcome and they touch their forehead like they have a, a pain or something and then his men start to feel it too and they all get up and they walk away from the weapons and they seem to be communing with Zoannan. You see on, in a panel on the wall the, the doctor's face, or the face of evil in this case of Zoannan, um, is uh, trying to influence them all and it's starting to affect Leela again. Um, and what it is saying is to destroy and be free. So they're all saying is to destroy, to be free, and be free. The Seventeen have uh, taken Caleb's direction and gone towards the tower and they get through the hallways and find the abandoned weapon. And uh, as they're wondering, well, what's happened here? Why would they leave this weapon in the middle of this area? That um, Why did they abandon this? And then they are overcome as well and start chanting, destroy and be free. Neva comes along a little bit later after them and he sees the weapon and picks it up and instead of being overtaken as the others are he says oh I hear you Zoannan I hear you so and he goes off with it again um, the doctor is now working on trying to diffuse this situation and Leela again is planning to attack him this time she has a knife drawn and coming up behind to stab the doctor but he jumps out of the way and instead she stabs a control box and then she collapses and he kind of just kind of sets her over to the side to come to um, and continues on with his work um, but the 17 warriors come in and Jabel and his men come in under the trance of destroy and be free and they grab the doctor the doctor says to says something to Zoannan and they see the face on the screen um, saying no destroy destroy to be free Neva comes in with the weapon and shoots at the screen, shoots at Zoannan, breaks the spell on everyone. The doctor places, goes back to work and places a, a sensor type helmet on his head and then um, goes through the final motions of the control to reverse his psychic imprint that he had how he had split Zoran in the first place and in the force of this the doctor collapses
under the ground. We see Leela sitting with the doctor. She's found this uh, store of chocolates and is having a, a chocolate when the doctor comes through. And she says, oh, are you all right? He says, are you all right? And he, uh, he asks how long uh, he's been out. And she says, two days. He says, two days? And he's very surprised at that. Leela tells him of the, um, that the Tesh and the Seventeen have uh, come to a, a slight truce. Um, they've just decided not to kill each other, I think, right now. Um, and he asks about Zoanne, and he says, well, there's been no word from Zoanne. Like, none at all. It's been quiet. Um, so the doctor says he uh, wants to go and check on him, go to see him see how Zoanna is. So Leva asks if she can come too. And um, so they go to the, she calls it the sacred hut. And the doctor says, well, what do they call it? He says, well, they call it that. He says, what do you call it? She says, main computer control room? And he's happy with that answer. So they go off to, uh, to talk with Zoanna. The, um, as they go on the way to the room, they see the discarded uh, weapon that Neva had used, and she tells the doctor how Neva had come in and, and shot the image of Zoran into uh, to help out in all that happened. So they get into the room, and the the panels are a, a brighter color. Um, the ball of consciousness is no longer a black sphere it's a, um, a clear clear ball and then as they enter and they're speaking with Zoanne and it's filled with a golden fluctuating light um, and Leva asks why did you do all this? he says well you have to be more specific and she <laughs> um, says well why did you keep us ignorant? of one another and of, of everything, of where, where, who we were. And, um, and he says, he explains how he created a world in his own image, which happened to be a split personality. And he created, let them become these two parts and put them in this struggle to see who is going to win out. Um, and left them to, to war it out. Um, he seems remorseful that he did that. Um, the doctor and Zoanan start to have a bit of a conversation and the doctor again expresses a, an apology for, for his mistake and Zoran says, oh, it's a mistake anyone could have made. And the doctor says, well, not anyone. Zoran makes them comfortable, offers them a seat by creating a, having a couch appear. So they sit. The doctor um, breaks out his chocolates and taps one on the case like as if it were a cigarette or cigarillo, and, but unwraps it as a chocolate. Um, he, uh, 
Tesh and the Sevatim are uh, in a heated argument over you know, who is going to lead now, what is going to happen. You know, um, the truce is nearly about to be broken. And they say, well, let's see what the doctor says when he comes back. And he, he comes in, he interrupts them, and says that uh, he's spoken with Zoannan, and what's going to happen now is that Zoannan is giving them access to all of his, his knowledge, his uh, knowledge banks, memory banks, if they so wish it. Or he's also given them this, and he holds out his hands, and it's like a, a big red self-destruct button and says if you want you can destroy him right now he's giving you that option and nobody wants to take it and he offers it to Gentech I believe it is and he touches the button and it disappears so we assume Zoannan is, is, is gone now too so who's going to lead now and um, Jabel and Caleb talk and they say it can't be led by a savage and an ignorant savage at that and as Jabel says and Lulu pipes up says I am the savage and I've you know saved you from this and did this and so someone says well Lila should lead us and she says oh no I don't I don't think so or what does the doctor think and she turns and the doctor's gone so he, he runs off to try to find him and she says that she wanted, thought he might need an escort because of all the creatures. So those were a construct from Zoanna's mind. Those are gone now. She says, and she says, can I come with you? He says, well, I don't know. He says, well, you like me, don't you? He says, yeah, I like a lot of people, but I can't cart them around the universe with me. She says, oh. And then before he can respond much more, she runs ahead of him into the TARDIS. And, um, he says, get out of there. And she doesn't. And he follows her in and says, don't touch that. Don't touch that. And then they dematerialize. And we end. And the doctor has a new companion. Yes. Okay. So what did you think of this episode overall? There's a lot of action. Yeah. There was quite a bit of action, but there was some slow There was a parts. slow part, but it was not... At first I thought bad. it was filler, but it really wasn't. They were using it to sort of... Um, I don't, don't want to say ramp up the tension, but to at least add a little bit to it. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't quite do any. So when I was trying to nail down when exactly it was, it was the doctor. I think it was when he was putting together the headset. Okay. Mm, and then Leela becomes overwhelmed, overtaken. The first time? Mm. I actually think it was the when second time. She tries time. to shoot him or when she tries to stab him. When she tries to stab him. That's the second time. Yeah. Um. Yeah. 
it was a little bit because the doctor's working and she's just kind of standing around, looking around, doing nothing, feeling probably a lot like our viewers that, you know, what's he doing? What's this over here? And, you know, not being able to do anything and not seeing really what the doctor's doing because his actual, actually his back's to us as he's working, like you said, on the, the device for mm -hmm. his, his psychic uh, link. And so it's kind of boring scene right there because you're not really seeing what he's doing. He's not even facing the, facing the camera, the shot. And she's kind of like, where would you be? What's going on? And so it is kind of slow, but then Then she uh, gets overcome, and again, and going to attack. So it, it's a, it serves some kind of a purpose, but it's it's a little bit slow. But not too bad. Hmm. No, I actually think it's pretty good. I think that it's uh, the rest of the all the pieces fit together. A little better. It resolved mm -hmm. pretty well. Um, Why only pretty well? Uh, uh, it it resolved well, I guess. Okay. I should say pretty well. Was it a spectacular ending? A resolution, but it was it worked well. Um, there was this threat of annihilation, essentially. So the doctor kind of versus his polarity and Zoanny, um, and it's interesting too that the others kind of come in. Um, and try to hinder him, but then. Neva comes around and helps because he's disillusioned with his god and he, he goes to destroy because he's upset with them and ends up helping um, to bring about the change in Zoran and which will bring about changes within the two people. So I think it was a very good way to bring everybody around. They kind of help in the own, their own resolution in a way. Hmm. And then the doctor kind of negotiates for them with Zoanan, but then leaves it up to them. He says, you know, because he's going to be leading. It's like, no, it's not the doctor's problem. Says, this is what Zoanan can give you, or you could just take him away completely. And then it's up to you. So um, that was interesting in itself. They're given that those options and, and the one that they choose, you know, it's interesting. What about you? Uh, um, how do I put this? While I liked some of the story, I tend to get a little put off by the fact that so much of 70s Doctor Who 
is stolen from other movies. From other things, I should say. In mm-hmm. this case, it really borrows heavily from Forbidden Planet and... Mm, I guess various other little things are <clears throat> taken from other movies. Mm-hmm. And when you heap onto that, the fact that the Tesh are really unexplained. Are they really the high tech version of the Sevateen? Because it sure doesn't seem like it. They just seem better dressed. Yeah. And why are they better dressed? Yeah, we talked about that no, last time. Yeah. It's not really explained as to how that was set up, you know. Mm-hmm. The other ones look like the remains of a survey party that are just trying to survive in the wild where mm-hmm. they find themselves in, yep. which is what you'd expect. You wouldn't expect the others to be in this full, um, like I said, almost a French clown costume. Yeah. With stripes and pastels and kind of Yeah. Not even like a real technician would be dressed. Right, and you throw that on top of everything, it's just the ugly cherry on top of this yes, messy pile that I've got of problems with the episode. My thought with the Tesh as technicians, they're... Well, I was struck by the... Um, how Gentech was reprimanded by Jable when he comes in um, frantic that the savages are attacking because he is displaying too much emotion. So the Tesh are supposed to be more um, removed, more aloof, more Spock, you know, essentially. Okay. I would guess. Um, so maybe that's how they were trying to show them as being the technical ones, as being the um, cold and unemotional yeah maybe beings I don't know and they try to put that aside in their in their ministrations and their reverence of Zoranum to be the opposite of the they call them ignorant savages because mm-hmm. they're slave to their their emotions and baser compared to themselves is what they be so that part I can kind of understand, but it could have been, I think, demonstrated better. Like maybe we should have known a little more about them before the last episode. Mm, yeah. So that that's. I could explain it a little bit, but it still could have been done better. I think that the reason for their split and their existence was a creative one. It was the mod computer creating the struggle within itself using the crew that were left. Yeah. I don't know. 
It doesn't strike me as being that great a reason, but it's fine. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some of it for like uh, the borrowing, some of it draws on some other, you know, the other, some of the movie ideas of the artificial intelligence gone crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's, we, as we'll talk about it, we also see that in earlier episodes of the Doctor of Doctor Who. Some of it's even borrowed kind of from themselves. <laughs> I suppose. Which is going to happen a little bit with the long-term series, I think. But still, it... been kind of done as I said before I think that the the way that they portrayed this uh, intelligence this computerized intelligence was creative in a, in a way compared to say the other uh, the other ones we've seen um, like I mentioned Wotan and Others from the um, foundation, but uh, from the second doctor and third doctor have them. Yes, they had the one of the ones with the master, the big computer that was running everything. So, um, instead, all I can think is the Whopper from War Games, (laughs) the box. No, that was the invasion. Um, I don't think of it in that. Yeah. But it wasn't just a, a computer that took the size of a room, you know, as this artificial intelligence. That This was more of a streamlined, just ball of energy affecting its... Uh, it, and... Uh, affecting its surroundings because it, it kind of is it, its own surround. So I thought that their take on the idea, their portrayal of it was at least different. Mm. So I do appreciate that. Overall, the story wasn't, wasn't terrible. I mean, it was pretty good. It was fine. You were interested enough to know, um, you know, why this 17, what happened to the survey team, essentially, because we know, we find out early on there are things we see that says survey team, and then the doctor mentions it in the last episode in case we missed it, but, um, you know, that's where they came from, and so we know that early on, and so there's this question, well, how did this happen to these people? You know, where, what happened? Are they original? Are they the original survey team? Um, how did this take place? And so you always have that question as you go through the story, and then they have the very interesting artifacts that they have, which are just parts of the the shipwreck or the crash or just different parts of the ship that they've taken and mm-hmm. equipment. I thought that was uh, 
put to a very good use for the 17 anyway. Like we said, not so much with the Tesh, but they did the zoo a nice job with the with the hand of Zuan and the, the big glove helmet. Uh, it was just it was kind of laughable, but it really was really was really good. But you know, what else would you do with it? You know, you maybe know put it on it your hand. Well, maybe you don't. It know looks what it exactly is. like a hand. You don't have any reason to have a glove. Oh, no. Don't get me wrong, I didn't mind it. It's yeah. I just don't buy the fact that what else would you do with it? I think you would do what it was intended to be used to do because it looks like the thing it's supposed to go on. It's not like a hat where it doesn't look like a head. Right. A glove looks like a hand. You're going to put it on your hand. Well, they've associated it, I think, with their god, Zalanin, at that point, so maybe they wouldn't dare put it on their hand. Yeah, maybe. I might buy that more. What do you think of the death of, uh, um, what was his name? Neva. What was the point of it? Let's ask that. What was the point of Neva's death? Did it have one? Um... Probably in any good religious story, there has to be one. A martyr? Martyr or a sacrifice. That would be the only reason. I don't see why they would add to a die. Yeah. Yeah, became the disillusioned one. From shaman to the disillusioned one, and I guess. attack their their own god as its as his enemy, and now he's could be seen as the martyr of it of the story. Well, that would be the only reason. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> seemed to always have to have one. Which, I don't know if, if that's a bad thing or not. It's a true thing. I yeah. Mean, you know, religious history, there are plenty. <laughs> you? Anything else? I don't think so. It was the Green Death, by the way. With the moss. Oh, okay. Yeah, burning the chemical plant. Yep. And the warmth there. 
Corinthians, the second chapter, the Lord's Hammer. This is the first chapter. War Machine was the first doctor. That was the one with Ben and Polly, right? And Dodo, yes. Okay. That was the one I said. That was the last one with Dodo. Yeah. Boy, they're starting to fade together. <laughs> Especially the black and white ones. Now that we're, we're so far removed from them now, mm. they yeah. are just trying to... Oh, yeah, that was the first Doctor. I could tell by the companion, but I could easily see it as being the second in some, time, some cases, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> they must have all run together, like, files at work. Like, do you have this? I don't know. I can't remember. That was so last week. Well, this is what? Last year? A year and a half ago? When we did those? The mm, first thing. Yeah. First thing. <laughs> so how do we, do we feel about the... Uh, I like it. I, I can't help it. I think Leela is an excellent companion, mm-hmm. and I think having her in the in this episode outweighs any of the other things that I find wrong with it, because she's just so likable as a companion, and honestly, everyone else did a fairly good job with what they were given. The Tesh bother me a little bit, but I can overlook that. Yeah, he can do a little supposing on your own to fill it in a little. Um, to make them better. Yeah. Which is not as bad, as not as much supposing as we would do on some other episodes to try to explain it to ourselves. It wasn't that big of a chunk Mm -mm. of explanation for to make up on your own so that did um that wasn't quite so bad but yes i think that um she works well in all of the story um, because she's a little bit removed from her people and then she meets up with the doctor and then and then basically Gets on to the TARDIS without permission. Yeah. <laughs> without obvious permission, anyway. Yeah. Doesn't she say something about... Oh, when he corrects her about the the beast not being a problem anymore. Because he took care of that. And she says, oh, yes, you're right. Are you right about everything? <laughs> in ter- You know, all the time, or... Invariably. Invariably. That's what it was. And so she she kind of laughs about that a little bit with him. And then asks if she can come. I think he already knew that. Oh, yeah. 
I think his questions were only for her to uh, solidify in her own mind that this is what she really wanted. Yeah, whether she really wanted to come or not. Yeah. Yeah, I think she has an intelligence all her own. Um, oh, without a doubt. And bravery. It's not that she's stupid in any way. She's just naive and inexperienced. Yeah. But she has a, a inexperience mixed with a curiosity to know. Yeah. So that go that goes well. That's just perfect for a companion. Yeah. I'm happy with that too. I like All right. Tomorrow we will start our next story, which will be The Robots of Death. Oh, okay. It's a fun episode. I really kind of like this one. Yes. I, I remember most of this one. Yeah, okay. I've seen it far too many times just because it's the one they always... I, I don't know why, but they always bring it out as representative of Fourth Doctor's time. And I suppose in a way it is, but, you know, I I think there are better episodes that are better representative, so I never understand why this is the one they always seem to pick. Ah, uh, yeah. Although on the uh, BBC America salute to the, mm -hmm. the all the doctors. Um, doctors Remembered? Yeah, I think it was called. Um, they picked Pyramids of Mars. And yeah, and that's one of them that I think good. is better representative. Yeah. But from what, what I remember of this one, I, I like this one. I oh, no, I love this one. Don't get me wrong. I just don't think it's as good as others. Right. I still love it quite a bit because it's very good. As I remember, anyway. Having seen it a number of times. Yeah, I would probably pick others, too, as more representative. But I think it's still, if I remember correctly, still a, an interesting story. And to be honest, I like the one that follows it even more. So, uh, Talons of Wang Chiang. Some of yeah. that might be because of the Sherlock Holmes uh -huh. influence on it. Uh, and I realize that that sort of makes me a hypocrite, given that I was complaining about how everything in 70s Doctor Who is borrowed from something else. <laughs> yeah, I get that I'm a hypocrite in that respect. But they chose the best bits of Sherlock Holmes, <laughs> all right? <laughs> anyway. So that's what we will start talking about tomorrow. So I hope you join us then. Thank you for listening.